0: This is HeartWise, offering practical tips and time-proven guidelines to make your life healthier, happier, and more fulfilling. Today you'll learn simple Bible-based principles for building and maintaining optimum mental and physical health, all while deepening your relationship with your Creator. I'm your HeartWise host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by HeartWise Ministries. Welcome, everyone. Cardiologist Dr. James Markham is with us via Skype to answer some questions that listeners have submitted to heartwiseministries.org. Today, we look at heart disease. Dr. Markham,
1: are you ready to field a few line drives concerning the heart? I am, Charles, and I've been doing this for quite a few years now, and you can't hear things Enough sort of sinks in. And after things sink in, you say, hey, man, that does make sense. (laughs) Let me do something about it. And so that's why I like to answer people's questions, because if one person has it, lots of people have it. And we try to meet people's needs where they're at. Try not to make it too complicated. So let's get going with these questions today.
0: Let's do this, and let's hope that they—let's pray that these sink in. Here's question number one. yeah. Dr. Markham, heart disease runs rampant in my family. I'm 53. What Mm -hmm. are ways to lower my risk? Good
1: question. Wow. Well, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And when a person asks a question like that, I know that they're concerned at some level about their health. Yes. Well, when they talk about heart before i like to focus on things that they can do practical things that we can do i want to focus them on some biblical principles in the bible it says create me a new heart mm. you know wow that's a wonderful text that we hear yeah. regardless of what we do in it, our heart and taking care of our bodies it's not so much what we do but why we do it mm. you know we want to do things to glorify God because he gave us this holy body to take care of. We want to do things for him. We want to understand that, you know, worship and and understanding our creator, that's going to take care of us forever. And that's yeah. forever healing. Yes, it is. So that's the new heart we want first. So I would tell everyone before we start you know, improving our health, let's make sure we have the big picture, which is a relationship with Christ who loves us, who wants to be our friend, and also wants to give us the power to do things for the right reasons. So we're just not selfish, we're just doing things to be selfish. Right. So with that said, looking at all the different things, when a person comes to me in the office and says, oh, I want to lower my risk of developing heart disease. I have a family history. Well, that can be a little bit deceiving. Do they have a family history because they have a genetic problem that increases their risk? Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, some people, they have the genes that don't burn fat. Hmm. And there's a certain receptors in the liver. You know, we have these medicines that work in the liver, but they're born without it. so, So they build up fat in their body. We call that a dyslipidemia. And some people have these fats so much that it gets clogged up in their arteries and they die at very young ages. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of a purely genetic problem. Some people have genetics of high blood pressure. Some people have other different genetic issues. So that's one thing I would want to see. Is, or some people just say, well, everyone in my, my family had poor habits. Mm-hmm. you know? We all smoked, we all ate fatty foods. We didn't do this, and that created the milieu for my body to store fat. Most of cardiovascular disease that we see today is a disease of too much. Mm-hmm. Um, we have too much fat too much hypertension, too much diabetes. So we have too much of these things in our body. And if we store fat in vessels long enough, sooner or later, a problem develops. Now, a new problem that we've seen recently that I I add to my talk to people is stress. I really think stress, Charles, no matter where it comes from, increases our risk, especially if we have family history. So in dealing with this person, we want to know whether they have a family history or not. And let's assume that they don't have a family history. So then we'll focus on what are things that they can do right now, right today, as they're listening to this. Well, the first thing we want them to do is make sure they do not have active disease. I assume everyone has some disease in them because we all get old, you know, can't see as good, can't hear as good, teeth don't look as good, knees don't feel as good, some fat gets stored in the artery. So I assume that everyone has some disease. It's how we can slow down this aging of the blood vessels in our bodies. And also, what are some things if we have active disease. So if we have active disease, we want to jump on it. And that's what modern medicine can help you. Because in some people, you know, heart's going too slow, pacemaker's going to help them. If you're having a heart attack, changing your diet today is probably not going to help that a whole lot. So if you're having a symptom, if you have chest pain or shortness of breath or you're dizzy passing out or heart's racing or something in your body, that you don't feel is normal. Before we do anything, see your doctor or provider and make sure you're not having an active symptom. Very important. I have a lot of guys, especially men. Men, men seem to be the worst about this, Charles. I don't know why. <laughs> they go, "Oh yeah, I thought I had indigestion, and, and it was going up into my arms and I couldn't breathe, Ooh. and 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 uh, so so I made an appointment to see you." <laughs> well, you know the heart attack is already done. Yeah. Praise God that you live through it. <laughs> yes. You know, but <laughs> yes. the time we can help a lot. If they'll get in, in the first few hours, we make a diagnosis, mm-hmm. especially for heart attacks and those issues. Mm-hmm. So, so in lowering a risk factor in a person's genetic first, make sure you're not having symptoms. And then we work down the list. So let's work down the list of things that they might want to think about. And we're going to make this very easy. And we're assumed that they don't have active symptoms right. we're assume that they don't have a big genetic things. So One of the things is smoking. Okay, if you happen to be a smoker, that's a gigantic risk factor to accelerate cardiovascular disease. So if you're smoking, ask God. We've already talked about that. Ask him to help you to quit smoking. There's lots of good plans out there available. Get with the buddy. Um, find ways to substitute a good habit for a bad habit. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, Charles, I have a few people that don't even realize that cigarettes are so dangerous mm-hmm. to the cardiovascular system. It damages the endothelium. That's the inside lining of the blood vessels. So if you're smoking, quit smoking. Number two, Get your blood pressure checked, okay? That's something simple. A lot of people don't even know what their blood pressure is, but go to the store, go to Walmarts, go somewhere that has a pharmacy or go to your doctor, provider, or even buy a cuff, sit down flat, no stimulants, breathe deep for a few minutes, put that sphygmomanometer around your arm and see what your blood pressure is. If it's consistently high, numbers like 150, 160, 170 on the top, that puts pressure on your cardiovascular system, and that's going to age it sooner. Some people call hypertension the silent killer. Mm -hmm. So if you just get it checked, that's the first step. And if it's high consistently, go talk to your doctor about ways to bring it down. And while you're waiting for that appointment, things that will bring it down, avoiding salt. Get in a walking program, lose weight, and a lot of people now are eating these plant-based diets. Mm -hmm. The literature shows that plant-based diets are often, for most people, better than taking pills in lowering blood pressure. Uh. So when a person comes to me, I, I sort of give them the options, you know, because I, I think free will is very important. I said, you have an option. Your option is to try to move this direction on your blood pressure with some plants and exercise and lose weight, or you can take a lot of pills and deal with the side effects and deal with the cost. What would you choose? Now, when you present it that way, most people say, well, you know, I think I'll try the lifestyle changes first. Yes. And that is very good if it works and if they can stay with it. Now, Sometimes it's the blood pressure is really high and I have to use a bridge. I say, listen, here's a medicine to you prove that you can do these other things. The average person, Charles, eats way too much salt. Did you know that?
0: I've heard that. And if you look at
1: the labels of foods today, there's so much salt in them. Yeah. Salt, you know, you, we only need about 500 milligrams a day, and we're taking like 3,500, seven times more salt yes. can raise the blood pressure. So I say, just quit eating processed foods, exactly. you know? And what they go, well, what is a processed food? Well, if something's wrapped and it has more than five things on the ingredient, that's a processed <laughs> food.
0: That's a good way of saying it. Yes, Don't look for that.
1: But things, that, it's, it's out there every. Because salt tastes good. Salt's used to preserve food. So most people, I get them to get rid of the salt, walk every day, eat a healthier diet. And Mm -hmm. guess what? Mm -hmm. Most people's blood pressure comes down immediately. Mm -hmm. But that takes a lot of encouragement, it takes a lot of knowledge, and it takes strength from God to help you make these hard changes when the whole world says, "Hey, listen, let me go and get some fast food." Yes. Oh, I'm too busy to, to to make a salad today. But the world is shifting this direction, and we've seen in the media all this controversy about medicines and pharmaceuticals and drug companies and the more that you can do yourself the better. So that's number 2. We talked about cigarettes, hypertension. Number 3 is try to get rid of fat. Now, we measure fat in the body via cholesterol, triglycerides. But the less fat you eat is the less fat you wear and the less fat you store in your body. If you eat more than 10 to 20 percent of your calories and fat, the body says, hey, I've got to put it somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to put it either in the belly or in an organ system or in the arteries. I got to put it somewhere. So if you can get fat out of your body, either by exercise, if that's a good way, but even a better way is try not to eat fat. And that's why Dr. Esselstyn at the Cleveland Clinic, who I had a chance to visit once, went up there and he's been showing that people with plant-based diets, Dean Ornish was another one, Hans Deal is another one. They have shown in their research that if you eat plant-based diets, not only you can slow down the progression if you were to have genetic disease, but you can often reverse this process, not only in your arteries, but in other organs like your liver. So eat less fat. So if you like to go out and eat a lot of fatty food, say, no, I'm going to eat a salad today. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat big at night. That's when a lot of fat is stored. So those are some practical things you can do to lower your risk of heart disease. Now, the last ones that we want to just touch on briefly is diabetes. Of course, you get that checked. And a lot of the treatments for type 2 diabetes is the same of of lifestyle. We can do that very well. And then, of course, stress. And that's why I think worship is important in lowering your risk of cardiovascular disease, because there's studies out there that show that people that are worship in faith-based communities that, that know that there's a higher power governing their lives, that they They always have hope and encouragement. And when the fears and stresses of life come in, they know where to go. So that's sort of a long answer to that question. But I hope there's one or two nuggets in there that that person can hold onto that will help them out. And I want to let you know that at HeartWise, we believe in the power of prayer, the prayer to change hearts, to change lifestyles. So we will be praying for this individual and all the individuals that can come and, and lead their prayer requests.
0: Well, that's very, very good advice from Dr. James Markham, cardiologist with us today. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Dr. Markham, we've been talking about the number one killer, and that is heart disease. Let's talk a little bit about the number two killer. There's a question from heartwiseministries.org, a website on that topic. So we'll cover that on our return, so everybody stay right where you are.
2: If you are looking to reduce anxiety lower blood pressure or experience less stress consider matthew eleven twenty eight. come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest come unto me and worship research studies have shown that worship can actually improve our physiology and daily worship is important on so many levels HeartWise Ministries has developed a tool to help you faithfully engage in worship. I'd like to invite you to download our free worship app, Biblical Prescriptions for Life. Through a variety of study plans and reminders, you'll engage in 10-minute worship experiences each and every day. This free app can be found in app stores by searching for Biblical Prescriptions for Life. I know a reminder helps me remain in a state of worship each day. Join me. And download the Biblical Prescriptions for Life app today.
0: Welcome back to the program. Dr. Markham is with us here via Skype. We talked about heart disease in the first part of the program. Now we go to the second killer in our world, and that is cancer. Here's Mm -hmm. the question, Dr. Markham. What are some of the simple steps to lower cancer? cancer risk? And is cancer screening really a good
1: idea? Yeah. You know, we talked earlier about cardiovascular disease, and that's still the number one cause of death in the world. Yes. In the world. But number two, even during this pandemic, is still cancer. Mm -hmm. And cancer elicits a lot of fear. It devastates families. It's out there. So when I talk about the number one killers and what we can do to lower the risk, yeah. I also want to give people hope. Mm. And there might be some people out there that that have cancer and they might have been struggling with it. But you know what? We know that the Bible says, you know, if you have me, you're going to have eternal life. Mm. Speaking of Christ, right. you know, come unto me and I will give you rest. So I want to encourage anyone as they approach their health in general, to make sure that they plug in to the ultimate authority, the ultimate healer, and that's Christ. Christ is the key to health. And everything else builds on that. So with that said, cancer is cells that are in our bodies that divide abnormally. And when they divide abnormally, they take up too much space, they cause damage, they cause other parts of the body not to work as well. We divide that up. Some people have cancer that's dormant. Some people have cancer that's very active that we can find out about. So when we talk about cancer screening for these types, we want to look at the ones that we can do something about the most Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we find it early. Unfortunately, most of the cancers, by the time they've spread outside of an area, we call that metastatic disease. It goes to multiple organs. By that time, treatment here on Earth is very difficult, okay? We often can slow it down, but slowing it down comes at a cost. Radiation, chemotherapy. Now, we do have some better interventions now, these immune-type treatments for cancer, those seem to be less toxic. But if we can figure out what we can do about cancer early on and detect it early, that is the best bet always. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that said, when a person comes in or asks a question, the first thing I want to know about is their risks. Is this cancer run in the family you know is is that is that a problem do we have to worry about that i also ask a person What is their age? You know, for instance, someone that's 90, I'm not going to worry so much about cancer at age 90 because their body's wearing out from other things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want whatever time they have to be so scared to death. So someone over 90, I might not even recommend looking for cancer at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So age is very important. Family history. If everyone in the family had cancer of the colon at very young ages, boy, that's a red flag, Mm -hmm. you know, something in the genetic is not working well. So I want to know about the family history. All of us have family histories of something, you know, yes. it's, it's just whether we find out what it is or not. Yes. So lots of people have family histories of cancer. So when we have that family history, we look at a person's age, and then we look at detecting Cancers that we can do something about early. Mm. So, one of the cancers that are very common out there is lung cancer. Mm. Okay, that's probably the number one cancer. If we can detect lung cancer at early stages, that is curable. We can cut it out. Okay, which people would I be concerned about getting screening for lung cancer since it's one of the most common cancers? Right. Number one, a person that smokes cigarettes. You take all that smoke into the lungs, it damages the cells. They tend to form cancer-forming cells. So that group, I would say, listen, you need to have screening for cancer. The other group that I would say needs screening for lung cancer would be people that had lung cancer that runs in the family. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, I don't smoke. I don't have lung cancer in my family. So I'm not going to worry about, for myself, getting screening for lung cancer. Mm -hmm. But if I was detected early, life-saving. Yeah. And we can check with that with CAT scans of the lungs, probably the best way. We can sort of roughly screen with chest x rays, things like that. And a lot of times, cancers in the lungs, people don't even know they have it until it's a big problem. It's Mm. spread elsewhere Mm. into the lymph nodes. Then it goes everywhere in the body. So that group of person, I check for cancer. Another group is skin cancer. Mm. You know, we need to all look at our skin and make sure there's no funny bumps that are turning blue or discoloration. Because if we detect that early on, especially malignant melanomas, Mm. that's again, something that's curable. However, if it's not detected early on, it spreads. It's very hard to treat. So for skin cancer, all we have to do is look at our skin, see if it looks normal. If you have a questionable spot, go to your provider. If they can't figure out whether it should be there or not, they take a small tissue piece called a biopsy and take it to the lab. I had about a year ago a funny thing on my face and it wouldn't go away. It didn't look like a melanoma to me, but my dad has had a bunch of these skin cancers on his face. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, he got them all early so it didn't go into the bone or anything. So I got it. You know, the, the dermatologist, you couldn't quite figure out what it was. So he, they took a little biopsy, a shave biopsy. It didn't hurt very much. And they looked at it under the microscope. The pathologist did. And no cancer. It was just cells that were dividing abnormally. Nothing to worry about. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So so if you have something funny on your skin, get it looked at. A third type of cancer that's, that if we pick up very early on is very helpful is colon cancer. Mm. So, if a person eats bad foods, and we know that people that eat certain risk factors like smoking and, and eating lots of animal products, family histories, those people have higher risk of having colon cancer. We know very little about How the bowel works—we call that the microbiome. Mm -hmm. It's very complex. Mm -hmm. We now recommend that they have some type of, if they're high risk or at certain ages, have screening of their bowels. And there's two ways that people screen now. One is they they just look for blood. If you're bleeding, that's not a good sign because sometimes the cancers early on they're little polyps and they can cause microscopic bleeding. They they can look for their stool samples. They can do that. There's one called a Cologuard. But most people nowadays, especially. they're higher risk, they get this test called a colonoscopy. Mm -hmm. People at higher risk will benefit from having that look because if it's found in an early age, this is a cancer that's very curable. However, if it's not found and it's metastatic, then it's a big deal. And unfortunately, through the years, Lots of people don't eat as good as they should. They carry extra weight. All these other things that make cancer more likely. But if it was picked up early on, that could be potentially life-saving.
0: Well, Dr. Markham, we have one minute left here in this program. Give us some hope. Give Give us some motivation here.
1: So we've given a lot of information today about cardiovascular disease. We've given some basics about cancer, you know, and get things looked into. Don't ignore them because we want to take care of our bodies, our temples as good as we can. But the big question is, why do we want to do this? Well, we want to do this to honor our creator, the one that gave us this gift of our body. We want to glorify him. Mm -hmm. And it's a process. That's why we have to ask God, God, show us who we should be listening to, what we should be doing. And remember, everyone has a different path. We might be on different paths, but we all have to understand that that this body doesn't last forever, and we want to try to make each day a good day. And as long as you're walking with Christ and have that power, he's going to see you through these tough times in life, which we're all having. But we want to pay attention to cardiovascular disease and cancers because that's the number one and number two causes of death. In the world.
0: And I like the fact that HeartWise Ministries makes available so many resources to help those of us who have family history of cancer and may have a little fear in our hearts. Instead, take that fear and, and turn it into study. Read these books, listen to these programs that Dr. Markham has made available at heartwiseministries.org and turn that fear into motivation to do something about it. And Dr. Markham, as you've said, we can do something about it. Am I right?
1: Yes, you can. And think of it this way, make the way you take care of your body acts of worship. And if you think of it that way, you know, these are acts of worship. I'm taking care of this temple because I want to glorify God and you will be blessed. We still might have disease and problems, but we know in the end, it's all going to work out well.
0: Mm. This program was sponsored by HeartWise Ministries. I'm Charles Mills here with Dr. James Markham, who was with us via Skype. And I hope, listener, that you have found some encouragement here and some motivation. And again, I invite you to heartwiseministries.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. James Markham inviting you to remain heartwise. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on HeartWise. If you'd like more information on how to build and maintain optimum physical, mental, and spiritual health, log on to heartwiseministries.org. HeartWise is a listener-supported program, and your partnership with us would be greatly appreciated. Once again, our web address is heartwiseministries.org.